Welcome back to another episode of Live in the Visions. As we get started, a reminder that some topics we discuss may be a trigger for some, and I want to provide a warning to those who may be sensitive to the subject matter of domestic violence and abuse, so that you can make a decision whether this episode is right for you at this time. Please make sure to make time for self-care after you listen. This week, my guest is Melissa Kennedy. Melissa is a single mother of three strong, intelligent, beautiful, athletic girls. She owns her own real estate brokerage in Wenatchee called The Kennedy Group and is the founder of Illuminate Women's Conference and is someone that I admire and adore so much. I am so excited for this interview. So Melissa, thank you for joining me today and agreeing to be my guest on my podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. That was quite the introduction. I hope I can live (laughs) up to it. You absolutely can. And I actually had to make it even smaller because I could have gone on and on about how amazing you are. Oh, thank you. So I am just so excited for this. You and I met when I was laid off from a corporate job um, and I had to attend an in-person class for unemployment requirements and you were the guest speaker. That is where a wonderful friendship started. I was so captivated by your passion for women empowerment and knew that you were someone that would enrich my life in so many different ways. So do you remember that day? I do remember that day. And it's funny because I remember the day, but I don't really remember what I spoke about. I just remember going in and thinking the words will come and whoever needs to hear the message that comes to me will hear it. And that's kind of what happened. And then through that, uh, we met and our friendship was formed. So it was, it was a good day. It was a great day. And I must have been one of those people that needed to hear those words because from there on, like I've been stalking you and (laughs) (laughs) oh, same. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) And you know, just like this is this is the woman that I know is meant to be my friend. So we've been um just had a great friendship since then and have been oh, just the cheerleaders for each other and what we've achieved since then, since we met and have been encouraging each other and all the things that we want to do in our lives and, um, you know, there to pick each other up when we're struggling. And it's just been, uh, you know, like a marriage made in heaven, they say sometimes, right? Yes, I completely agree. You know, it's interesting. Um, we have both gone through some pretty big life changes since we first met and being able to watch and like you said, cheer each other on. My favorite thing is when we get together and there's just this, oh, I don't even know, comfort and mm-hmm. being a dreamer, being able to be around someone who is so similar and so like-minded to allow themselves to dream and know that you can manifest anything and that anything is possible. And I just think that's a really special relationship to have. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Gave me goosebumps when you said that. Because <laughs> I'm like, yes, you and I are both dreamers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yes, I do love that about about us as we yes. just we can sit together for five minutes or two hours. And mm-hmm. like we have changed the world. <laughs> yes. We've We're like, all right. so many ideas. And, you know, I think it's really interesting, too, because sometimes being a dreamer isn't always necessarily portrayed as a positive thing. It can be, especially in our society, almost perceived as a weakness or being flighty or something. And um, to find someone else who believes in that and buys into the dreams, too, and not only has the dream, but then makes it happen. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know this person that could help you. And I know this, and you should do this. And have you thought about this? And being 
able to have someone to buy into that and and help kind of propel you forward is really important. It's it's good to dream. It's it okay. Is. Yeah. I love it. So yeah. you you also hosted the Illuminate Women's Conference in Wenatchee back in I think it was October 2019. Um and I asked if I could be one of the guest speakers and you so kindly said yes and oh my gosh that was life-changing. This was one of the last in-person conferences I intended to me before <laughs> COVID shut everything down. And so this event was such an amazing experience with wonderful guest speakers and the women that were in attendance. It was also a safe place where I began to share a little bit about my domestic violence story. I I don't know how you did it, but because we have talked about being safe around each other, like I have talked, I had talked about my story several years before that, but it was the first time where I walked into a room and felt completely comfortable doing that in front of strangers. And so that was kind of the beginning of the freedom to feel safe and know that I was going to be accepted for the story that I had to tell. So I just wanted to thank you for that, because I don't know if I ever shared that with you, that that was such a huge moment in being able to just start the conversation with people that I didn't know. Like you and I, I think I'd only met once or twice since then. Yes. So to feel completely safe with somebody in such a short amount of time says so much about you. And oh, I adore you. I, that gave me goosebumps. I had no idea. And I think that that, um, that just speaks to the community that we're able to build when we are women supporting women and we make it safe, you know, Mm -hmm. there's no judgment. I love that. Well, because of COVID, we haven't had another, or I shouldn't say we, you haven't had another conference, um, but I know that is something that we have talked about. So I look forward to doing that again, hopefully next year. We'll see yes. what happens. It, it's on my plan, um, on my business plan for this next year to bring it back finally, now that we've kind of are able to gather in person again. Yeah. And, you know, there was kind of some talk of, should I do it virtually or not? But I just think, like you said, walking into that room and feeling that support, it's, that's what I was going for. And I really um, want to bring that back. So, so stay tuned. Yes. It's yes. coming back. Uh, yeah. And I, I, I would love to have it in person. Um, Cause there's just nothing, you know, my, my, we talk about dreaming and if you followed me and seen my post over the years, like um, I've always wanted to walk into an entrance and be like have the music playing and people stand up and dancing. And that's exactly what I did when you allowed me to do that. Um, yes. In fact, the music wasn't working. Oh that, my gosh. That morning, no, and I never put me in charge of AV. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Luckily I had brought a, spree- a speaker. So um, yes. I look forward to walking out on that stage again. And it was an amazing experience to have also a panel of speakers. You picked just the most amazing women to get together as a panel and discuss. So um, yeah, stay tuned for more information on that next year. And we'll tell you all about uh, tell you all about it when um, Melissa gets it put together. So yeah. one of the reasons I wanted to have you on my podcast is talk about the real estate market. So the mm-hmm. listeners may wonder why we are talking about this on a podcast that that we talk about domestic violence. I wanted to talk about it as many women who have gone through divorce, ended a relationship, are single or have left an abusive relationship 
need to know the options for starting over and you have the experience and knowledge as a single mother of three girls, you've been divorced and now you own your own real estate brokerage. You just celebrated your one year anniversary of opening and owning your own real estate brokerage. And so congratulations on that. That is so (laughs) exciting. Thank you. Yes. Oh my gosh. If you guys could see her big smile right now, (laughs) you would know that she's just, um, she just is worth every bit of congratulations to do, uh, to take this on and how successful she has been in the last year with owning her own brokerage. So I wanted you to share a little bit about your story um, as a single mother, whatever you choose and feel comfortable about. And then also I wanted to, why you started your real estate real estate career and the process of opening your own brokerage. Mm, yeah, that's a lot. Um, I think my, uh, I, my story is probably not unique. Um, my marriage ended pretty terribly. Um, it was pretty traumatic as I think any life change would be my ex-husband. I haven't spoken. In fact, you and I talked a little bit about this. I haven't really spoken much about him. He was not necessarily very often physically abusive, but he definitely was um, a narcissist. And so there was a lot of um, unpacking of emotions Mm -hmm. and baggage that I had to do um, that I've spent several years now working on through counseling and therapy and, um, through working with coaches that has really allowed me to finally heal and move forward and kind of step into my own authenticity and realize that who I am is okay. I'm not, I wasn't created to be small or quiet. Um, and I'm not an inconvenience. Uh, so I think that there's a lot a lot there, um, stepping into, you know, being a single parent, um, having to be the primary caregiver. Um, I didn't want their lifestyle to change all that much coming from, you know, professional to income household. Um, I didn't know how I was going to manage that, but, um, I can't, I had a corporate job at the time with a very, um, generous compensation bonus structure. And I just worked really hard to make sure that I um, could bonus every month and I could max my bonus out. And I just was really motivated to um, help provide that for my kids. You know, I didn't want them to have to change schools. I didn't want them um, to have to quit sports and things like that. Um, they're all very active in their different sports and they were expensive sports. I had a dancer, (laughs) um, a competitive swimmer, and now I have, um, a hockey player who travels on their competitive hockey team. So they're not, you know, cheap sports by any means. And I wanted to make sure that I was able to fully support them financially, but also, uh, emotionally and just being, a positive presence and, and teach them, you know, that they're capable of anything and, and that they can do anything. And so really that's when I decided to leave my corporate job and, uh, I became a real estate agent and that's what attracted me to real estate at first was just, um, the unlimited earning potential and the ability to be flexible and, Mm um, you know, take the afternoon, afternoon off to drive to a swim meet or, help. So point shoes or whatever it was that needed to be done. Um, really that was my motivating factor. 
the longer I was in real estate as an agent and found success, I was like, there's not a lot of uh, female um, owners who own brokerages themselves. Um, You know, I live in a smaller town. There's some managing brokers who are women, um, not a lot of designated brokers for sure. Not a lot of uh, business owners. And I kept thinking I can do this. I know I can do this. And not only can I do this for myself and my kids, but I can do this and offer an opportunity to women where they can have those same experiences of, you know, the unlimited earning potential and the positive environment where we lift each other up. And essentially I took illuminate a women's conference and created my business model around that conference model. Um, and I think it's working. I mean, the women in my office are all just incredible, dynamic women who are strong, who all have a different story, a different personality, um, who all support each other. There's no uh, cattiness or backtalking or um, gossiping. We're all just there. And I, it's really, it's been fun to watch it develop and watch, you know, I can stand as the broker on the outside and I can watch them ask each other for help now and go tour homes together without me now. And, and just to create that community has been really important to me and it's working. Yeah, it absolutely is working. And I went to your one-year celebration. I hadn't seen your office and <laughs> I walked in there and it won. The office is beautiful. You did an amazing job because um, you had that whole completely remodeled. And two, the energy that you feel when you walk in there is really incredible. And you are all those things that you described of yourself, you know, uh, independent wanting to create that life for your, your daughters and show them that anything is possible. I mean, our kids watch us, right? Your daughters, Mm -hmm. your two oldest daughters who are twins, they Mm -hmm. are both swimmers and in college now. Yes. And then your youngest one, um, I'm not mentioning any names because they're kids. That's up to you. But um, your youngest one, she is, uh, you know, an amazing hockey player. And you're there to support all of your daughters every day. And uh, I've seen them in the last, what, I think it well since 2019, just blossom Mm -hmm. into these amazing women as, as well. And that, you know, that comes from you. That comes from what they see you doing. Oh, thank you. It's, they're cool people. And I think that is, that is something for sure to be proud of. They're just, they're fun to be around and they're dreamers and polite and go-getters and they work hard and yeah. Well, and all the people that showed up for your one year anniversary too, it wasn't just a few people. I mean, it, there was quite a bit, I would, I don't even know how many, at least a hundred, I want to say. I would think, I would think so. Yeah. yeah. And I I think that was probably, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was going to say pretty close to that. I would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing that I loved the most about that was it was people I didn't know, um, that maybe my agents knew too, who were coming past clients, um, current clients, but other professionals from the industry who, love to work with us and who came to cheer us on. And I just think that that speaks volumes to the caliber of agents that we are and the caliber of humans that we are that in such a fiercely competitive environment, we're able to forge those relationships with others and, um, and work together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I worked, I, 
I worked in the real estate um, industry for eight years, I think it was. And I'm like, oh, maybe I want to go back into it (laughs) (laughs) only because I want to be a part of that energy. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to be a part of that group. I I don't, I don't normally have, what do they call it? FOMO. I don't normally have that, but every time I see your group together, I'm like, I want to be a part of that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so fun. You know, if they were in here this morning, everyone for um, an office meeting and it's just yeah, I, I look at each one of them and I feel like a proud mom. I just love each one of them for different reasons. It's so fun to, to be around all that energy and excitement and, and laughter. Yeah. Yes. So tell us a little bit about what the market's doing. I know everybody's wondering, um, it's different in every different parts of the country. So all we can do is focus on right here where we live in the state of Washington. So just give us a really short clip of just what's going on in the market. Um, well, it's definitely, we're seeing some shifts. Um, it's definitely stabilized. It's starting to tip a little bit more towards a buyer's market instead of a seller's market. Um, I don't think our sellers are necessarily too happy about that, but it definitely needed to happen to happen um, to stabilize. Um, it couldn't be a seller's market forever, for sure. Um, we are starting to see interest rates creep up. We got spoiled there for a little while. Mm. So I think people mm-hmm. are a little bit nervous and they're kind of watching. Um, we are starting to see interest rates creep. They, they were like six to 7% this morning when we got our um, update from our lender. But, um, you know, we don't know what the next year is going to look like. And I have been talking to my clients and is it a good time to buy or sell? And the answer is, it just depends is it depends on so many of your own personal goals and personal values of, uh, what, you know, where you're headed and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, we don't know what interest rates are going to look like next year either. So maybe now is a good time to buy. <laughs> right. Absolutely. So let's talk about, thank you for sharing that yeah. with, with us. Um, so let's talk about how women who want to purchase their first home or women who have to start over again after divorce or left an abusive relationship, what they need to do to start that process um, because it can be really daunting, as you know, as a single mom, I've been a single mom. Um, you know, you're kind of like, how am I ever going to be able to afford a home again? How do I even begin to do that? Especially if there's been financial abuse in the relationship, past relationship. Um, if you're just struggling to make ends meet, you know, there's different programs out there. So let's just kind of touch base a little bit on kind of what people, what women, what people can start doing as they work towards that, uh, purchasing a home again. Sure. I think, you know, oh gosh, there's so much. Um, I, I think the most important thing really is to find somebody that you trust and they can help guide you. They're going to introduce you to, um, a good lender who can help, you know, work through things. And a lot of people I have found, um, are nervous to speak with a lender because it, they feel like it means they have to buy right now, or, you know, maybe their credit isn't great or they don't have a savings, but the point of meeting with the lender is to prepare for the future. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean you have to buy right now. It means that if you want to be a homeowner in the future, we're getting you on the track to being a homeowner. And that could look so different for so many different women. Um, 
but there are also so many great programs out there. There's the state bond program. Uh, there are first time home buyer programs. There's um, programs where you can put zero down. So it's just really, that's why it's really important to have a good team of professionals that you can trust and get behind you. And I think it's really important too, that there's no shame or embarrassment wherever you're at financially. We have all seen it all. And chances are we've all been through it as well. So, you know, we've, a lot of us professionals have been through a bankruptcy, been through the foreclosure process, been through a divorce and, you know, starting over from scratch and rebuilding savings. And sometimes it's not even, you know, how do I, buy a house, it's how do I feed my kids dinner tonight? Mm -hmm. And that's where we start. And I think that is why it's so important to have such a a strong network around you because then we can, we can help problem solve even, even where's dinner coming from tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I know that getting pre-qualified, like you said, just because you go in and talk with a lender doesn't mean you have to buy now. So I know last it probably still is the same today, but when the market was really hot, that was the big thing is go and make sure you're pre-qualified before you even start looking at homes because they mm-hmm. go so fast. The offers were, you know, people were outbidding one another and it was just crazy. So mm-hmm. getting pre-qualified just to know what today. So don't worry about the future, but right now, all you're really trying to do is get pre-qualified today, like what you actually could afford today. Right. And then from there, if you're the, like you said, the professionals will help you get to the next part. So if you need to get your credit score up, a mortgage person, yourself, Mm -hmm. your team are going to help with those kinds of things. Um, So it really is like all of us can't do it ourselves. So having great people around you to be able to guide you and help you through that. And knowing, like you said, you mentioned the programs, there are so many programs out there now that I didn't even know existed when I was going through it. So you as a professional would be able to help them. So with uh, a good mortgage and even having, um, you know, how much down payment you need for these, these programs. And well, and I think it's, oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Um, I think that's really one of the values that we can add as agents, because even different lenders have different programs. And so we can listen to what your needs are and what, what your end goals are. And we might recommend um, a couple of different lenders to you because their programs differ. So just because one lender says, oh, I can't help you doesn't necessarily mean that all lenders can't help you. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important distinction to know. Um, the other thing that I was going to touch on is a lot of agents don't want to show homes to people um, before they're pre-qualified or have spoken with a lender. But I think this is where it's really important to, like I said, pick your team and surround yourself with your team because um, I said, I'm a dreamer, right? And sometimes that that's necessary. Sometimes you need to go walk and you need to look at houses and dream about where you want to be. And I love this street because the trees, or I love that the parks connected to the backyards or whatever it is. And then you have a tangible goal to be working towards. It doesn't mean you have to buy that particular house on that particular day. It just means you're getting the ball rolling. Um, and 
honestly manifesting what you want out mm-hmm. of your life. And I think that that's so important. Absolutely. And that's, that was my next one, creating that vision <laughs> of what type of house you want. Cause you and I, I know we both did that. <laughs> yes. I still do it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I do too. And I live in, I live in a beautiful home that I manifested and um, I will keep doing that. I don't know if this is my forever home, but yeah, for me, it was um, after I came out of my my uh, my marriages and it was like, OK, yeah, where do I want to be? And and over the years, that's changed because when my kids were living at home, I wanted a neighborhood. I wanted to be close to their schools, um, their friends. You know, I didn't want to uplift and move them away from that. I wanted to be with my support system. And so what did that look like? Um, and so it was just driving around and trying to figure that out and going through all the steps that we just talked about. And I've done that with the homes that I've purchased since then. And, you know, sometimes it's, we want a home, when we say a home, so many of us think of a house too. And so not limiting ourselves to just houses. Like if we have to make a process of, well, maybe you start off with a condo, you know, and then from a condo, maybe we go to a townhouse and then from a townhouse to a home mm-hmm. um, or there's tiny homes. Now there's property, you know, there's, there's so many different kinds of what I want to say, quote homes that we can look at it and not getting discouraged if you can't afford a typical what they say, you know, home that's got the front door and two bedrooms and one bath and the white picket fence and stuff. It's a process to get there. And each time you make an investment in your in real estate, like that's one of the best investments to make besides in yourself. But it usually only increases in value. So that will help you get to the next level if you aren't able to purchase that home that you think you want the very first time. Right. Right. And that's, I think that's when I'm working with first time home buyers. <laughs> well, I love working with first time home buyers because they're so excited um, and they're just so happy. But that is one of the messages that I like to say over and over again is that, you know, this is not your forever home. This is the stepping stone. This is what's going to get you in the door to the market. Um, so that you can start building equity and, uh, that, you know, um, gosh, I can't even remember the statistic. I should have looked it up before we started speaking again, but, um, you know, I won't, I want to say like 90% of generational wealth is built through real, through real estate. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a powerful thing when we look at, you know, our kids and, and not just providing a safe and loving, comfortable home for them. Cause that can be wherever that can look right. like whatever. Um, but being able to start financially preparing them and taking care of them. And I think that's a really important, um, benefit of owning. Absolutely. So financial abuse is one of the most common yet forgotten forms of abuse. And according to a Center for Financial Security Study, 99% of domestic abuse victims experience some form of economical abuse. Economic exploitation is a way to control and take power over the relationship. It can trap victims and create negative long-term effects. That is why it is so important to protect your finances, especially if you're planning to leave the relationship. Many victims of financial abuse are often left with no money, no home, and severe debt. So to avoid this, I wanted to just talk about some of the ways we may be able to prepare and protect your finances when leaving an abusive relationship. And I just also want to reiterate that remember that most dangerous, the most dangerous time in abusive relationship is when you're planning and trying to leave because abuse is about power and control. So one of the things they talk about is 
um, I hear women say, well, I don't have control over my finances. The other person would only allow me a certain amount of money each month or each week or paycheck. Um, they had control over our bank accounts. And so just a few things, because that this is a whole nother discussion, but I wanted to bring this up because people just don't talk about financial abuse. Mm-hmm. And so ways that we can do this is, you know, you can save cash and people say, well, what do you mean by save cash? So as an example is if you were going to the store and you know how you're at the checkout line and it asks you, do you want cash back? You can say yes, and then take an extra $20 out, let's say, and that's not going to show up on a receipt as you're taking cash out. It's going to show up that you purchased a certain amount of groceries for that amount. Mm -hmm. Take that $20 and or $50 or whatever it's going to be. And you start slowly saving that way. And I know people are like, well, $20 isn't going to buy me house. That's not what I'm trying to get to. It's the point of you slowly start putting money away to be able to take care of yourselves. I know when I was leaving a situation, and I don't know if this happened with you or not, um, and you don't have to share by any means. But yes, I had to financially prepare myself before I even left the house so that I had a first and last month's deposit that I knew and set up my own my own checking account. That's another one of, of the topics is, you know, you open your own bank account that's completely separate. Yeah. You know, I was I was really blessed. I had um I had a good job. I had no savings and I had a best friend who um lent me the money so that I could move out and get out. Um but I do remember going to, cause I was still managing our household finances and our household bills, even though I'd moved out. And I remember going to pay all of our bills and he had decided not to deposit his paycheck, um, into that account. And I, I still remember to this day, that feeling of like our, but our mortgage payments coming out, like mm-hmm. what, how do you just not, how do you just not pay your bills? Um, you're living in that house. <laughs> like, right? Yeah, I don't understand this. And he wanted my check to go in. Well, my check was paying for a whole other house because I been the one to move out. And I don't really know. I, I don't even remember. I just remember that feeling. I don't even remember the outcome. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that that actually, I'm sorry. Yes, I do remember the outcome. I was still working my corporate job and I went back and told my boss, I need the afternoon off. I'm going to be in my office, but I can't take any phone calls. And I literally sat for two hours at my desk and transferred everything I could into his name only and closed everything I could. Um, and it was such a scary thing, but it was almost empowering to Mm -hmm. be like, you know what, I can take back the control and I can not let, or let you not affect me. I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it, it just, it almost empowered me to take the next step of, I can do this. I don't Mm -hmm. need you. And I mean, it was really scary. And I, there are a lot of tears and a lot of asks for help and stuff, but, um, but gosh, we made it. Yeah, we absolutely did. And there's a lot of programs out there too. If you are looking to leave a relationship and don't have the financial means, there's a lot of uh, resources out there. And um, those are always up on my website for people to look at. And one of the other things they talk about, so save cash, you monitor your credit because your credit score, depending on what you've gone through, can go, can be not where it should be. And so you want to see if um, 
a loan's been taken out in your name that you didn't know of. That's one of the things you got to start building if you're going to apply for credit cards or homes or buy cards or cars, excuse me. So anything like that to start looking and seeing what your, your credit score is. I believe that they do um, any financial institution, I think allows one credit, free credit without charging. It may be two now. I can't remember because I know they adjusted it at some point, but it might just still be once a year. So that doesn't cost you anything. Opening up your own savings and checking account and not allowing anybody else to be on that account. And Mm -hmm. then gather all your important documents. So your social security card, your birth certificate, Um, any deeds you might have jointly on the house. um, If you guys owned property together, um, your marriage certificate, birth certificates of your children, social securities of your children, anything and everything that you will need to open up any type of account moving forward or, you know, getting help through any resources or applying for jobs, any of that information, make copies of it. If, if you feel like you can't take the originals, try to find a way, ask, like you said, support system to make copies of things and put them in a safe place where your other person isn't going to find them. If you need to leave them with a a trusted friend, that's always a really good uh, solution to that. If someone is willing to help you through that and then change your passwords on all your financial accounts. Like you said, you went in and set up your own accounts, had your passwords. The other person wasn't uh, had no access to those. And so that's important to to think about too. So I know there's a lot more to talk about. We're only just touching base on it. There's a lots of information on different websites. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd happy to have more conversation about that as well. But just wanted to kind of touch a little bit about financial abuse while we were on this topic. No, I love that. And I think just even beginning the conversation and beginning the thought process, because it seems so daunting and overwhelming, especially when you're in the middle of a crisis um, or a traumatic event. Yeah. I think that just being organized from the beginning is so important. Mm -hmm. One thing that I thought of that um, I I don't think you touched on, but one thing I thought of too, that you can do is, um, open a separate email account Mm. and email yourself documents and things like that as well. So that you have electronic versions, um, as we move more into an electronic age, the important part of that is to, uh, clear your cash, um, when you're, you know, when you're searching for help or things like that, um, making sure that you, you clear your search engine so that, uh, they can't pull up your history and know what you're doing. Yeah. Very good point. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah. There's so much to cover that sometimes it's hard to get every little point, but thank you. That's so important. Absolutely. You have shared with me that you want to continue your amazing work of empowering women and possibly becoming a business coach. I would love to hear more about your vision for that. Um, Yes. I have spent (laughs) the last probably a week, week and a half, really kind of fine tuning um, a business plan um, and a coaching model. Um, So I'm going to start accepting clients fairly soon. Um, But I'm very excited. And really my whole goal is to just empower women to, um, to make the leap, whatever that leap is, whatever that change is for themselves and know that there's a team of us behind them that will catch them if they fall, that they, you know, it's worth it. It's worth it to take the leap. Yeah. I mean, you, um, you're a shining example of that. 
<laughs> I, think, I think what you told me is like, I'll just figure it out along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Not about your personality. Routine, but yeah. <laughs> about doing a brokerage. I'm like, how in the world? And you're like, I just figured it out along the way, you know? And I was like, oh, that's so wonderful. It's kind of funny. I think it drives some people crazy. Um, but I think that again, through coaching and counseling, like I have learned that's just my personality and I'm okay with that. Um, but I did, I had another designated broker. She's like, but wait, you can do that. And I was like, Oh, (laughs) no one told me I couldn't. So here I go, you know, and, and it's worked. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And I, I mean, it's just, it's growing and it's, we're building and we have more and more agents joining us, you know, every week. And it's just, it's been such a fun ride. Yeah. So take the leap, whatever the leap is. Yes. Hallelujah. So if people wanted to contact you for real estate advice or looking to buy or sell in this market, um, how would they contact you? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I am on Instagram uh, through a couple of different accounts, but the um, Kennedy group, and it's my last name is spelled funny. It's K-E-N-A-D-Y. Um, so Kennedy group through Instagram, Facebook. Um, you can email me directly, Melissa at kennedygroup.com. Um, and then my, my phone number is on all of that as well. So great. Well, I hope that if you are not just in the Wenatchee area, cause, but that's where you're located, but I know that you have had listings even over here in Clayelum. So, um, you're not just in Wenatchee. So if you're looking for an amazing agent support person, um, soon a business coach. <laughs> if you're looking to attend an empowerment conference, women's conference that will probably take place next year sometime. And you guys will have the opportunity to meet Melissa in person. And it is well worth your time to do that because she oh. will change your life forever. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Yes. So I just want to say thank you for joining me today, using our voices to share our stories, to speak out about domestic abuse and education is key to breaking the cycle of abuse. This has been a wonderful conversation. I am so grateful that you accepted my invitation to do this. We had been meaning to do it for a while and I'm glad that we finally had that opportunity. It must've been the right, the right time for both of us. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was an honor. Thank you so much for tuning in to Live in the Visions. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a review to help me educate, empower, and help women envision a life without abuse. Education is key to breaking the cycle. If you or anyone you know is being abused, please reach out to the National Domestic Violence Hotline for support at 1-800-799-7233.